0: Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, maybe like the Bruce Cruise podcast, then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bruiser Nation members of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's Bruise Cruise time, proudly brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to start a podcast. Welcome back, folks. Man, doesn't that sound good? I think I might go to Rubino's Pizza myself when I get off of this show, and just to mention, they are open during lunch, and their subs are fantastic. That's the only time you can get them, so make sure you head over over to 2643 East Main Street, Bexley, Ohio, and get yourself some of that Rabino's pizza because it's so good, you'll come get it. And now we look at Chris Jericho versus Bill Goldberg, Bad Blood 2003. Yes, folks, it's 2020. This thing was dang near 17 years ago, but I've been watching wrestling for quite some time. And the thing that really sticks out to me about this is Chris Jericho not only carried this matchup, but he carried the entire feud. Everything he did to Bill Goldberg from calling him out to the ring during the highlight reel, because this is when we had the super over-the-top Y2J starting to transition to a more thinking man's guy, but still very over-the-top with his talk show, The Highlight Reel. He calls him out, gets thrown back into the ring because he tried to leave. He's like, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm going to leave right now. Bill Goldberg pulls him back in and he gets sprayed with mace and then speared. ha! Chris Jericho was thinking. And then he did a lot of hit and run tactics leading up to the matchup. And the main thing that Chris Jericho stated during one of his promos in this matchup is that at one point they were friends and then they weren't. And as Bill Goldberg got pushed up the ladder, Chris Jericho spent years toiling in the mid card. Which the mid card's not a bad spot, but when you're stuck there because no one sees your talent, kinda sucks. So he does bring that up in his promo, and how he wasn't seen as a marquee enough star in old WCW to face the almighty Goldberg. So then we come to the matchup Bad Blood 2003. Kinda typical. Goldberg, like Jericho went right at him, testament to Jericho, go right at that big man. It was kind of boring when Goldberg was in control. Typical punch kicks, Jericho comes back a little, gorilla press. It didn't really get interesting until Bill Goldberg attempted to spear Chris Jericho through the barricade. However, he missed. And went through the barricade because Jericho dodged out of the way. After that, the match got interesting. And I will say that that's probably the best I've ever seen Bill Goldberg sell ever. Like, he didn't use that arm until, like, the last couple minutes to do his typical thing. Probably the last minute. But I will give him props for that. But the talent of Chris Jericho was on full display in this matchup. And even though he lost, and let's face it, folks, it's wrestling. So it's about what you do in that ring that leads to the loss. And the story that you tell. And Chris Jericho told a great story about how no matter what, even if you're only 230, you can still take on a giant guy. You just got to use your brain too. not an A plus. I'd give it a I'd give it a B It's a pretty good B. The, The crowd turned on Goldberg pretty quickly. Surprise, surprise. But don't turn that dial folks Because when we get back We're going to take a look at Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero From Wrestlemania 20 Welcome back folks And thank you for welcoming me Into your home, business, place of work Or vehicle It's been a real treat Thank you for listening And not just a treat to talk to you over the airwaves But a treat to go back and watch these matches We're going to take a look at Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero From Wrestlemania 20 For the WWE Championship The basis behind this feud was that Kurt Angle did not feel that a former drug addict in Eddie Guerrero should be the WWE champion. Not only does he think Eddie Guerrero is ruining the WWE, but he also feels that Eddie is ruining the moral fiber of our country. Pretty scathing promo work from Kurt Angle. It was a treat to go back and watch this one. This matchup at WrestleMania 20 was really... If you want to be a pro wrestler, this match should be on your radar. You should watch this. They really did a great job pacing their matchup because of the time they had and starting with chain wrestling, moving to a few big spots. Then the higher impact moves come and then the finish and Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero did a really good job of that. The beginning was great. Eddie was able to kind of hang with Kurt Angle, an Olympic gold medalist can truly wrestle and this is the time where Eddie was Latino heat he lies, he cheats, he steals, man. And that, and that gimmick was fantastic. And you could tell he had such a good time with that gimmick. It wasn't just a phrase. It, it mattered when Eddie said that. He made that a true part of his gimmick. And Kurt Angle was, Kurt Angle's the heel, trying to viciously take the title from the lovable champion, Eddie Guerrero. And the key to this is there were also a few payoffs in the middle of this match. There were times that Eddie went for the three amigos, which for if those of you don't know, it was a triple vertical suplex. He was able to eventually pull this off, which is psychologically a good thing. You tease things just like in radio and TV. In wrestling, you tease things as well. So they kind of forget about it for a second. And then, oh, yeah. And also they were teasing Olympic slams. This matchup was a real testament to how devoted these two were to their actual characters. The finish was creative as hell. By the time the matchup was over, Kurt Angle had caught Eddie Guerrero in the ankle lock twice. What does Eddie do? By the time that second one, it appears Eddie's hurt. That ankle is in pain. He is tearing and pulling at that wrestling boot, trying to get it off. And Kurt Angle notices. Eddie goes, oh, I'm not going to say what he says, but you can see it when he says it when you watch the match. Kurt Angle runs into the ring, grabs at that boot to put him in the ankle lock, and Eddie kicks him off and... Kurt tears off his shoe. He runs back at Eddie. Small package. Eddie throws his foot on the ropes. One, two, three. That's it. And Eddie Guerrero becomes just the sixth man to successfully defend the WWE Championship. At WrestleMania. And hopefully, you think this program is a success, and we'll be right back after an important word from an important sponsor. And now we have arrived at our main event of the broadcast Booker T, Triple H, for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 19. The build up for this match, Booker T had earned his shot during a battle royal following the Royal Rumble to determine the number one contender for Triple H's title. And the huge basis of this storyline was. Triple H did not feel that someone like Booker T being formerly incarcerated, this is one of the better matchups that you look at, when, especially between these two. This is definitely one of the hidden gem matchups that we forget about because so many of us wrestling fans were so pissed when Triple H got the 1-2-3 over Booker T. We all thought he was I know I thought he was ready. I wanted Booker T to take that championship. And honestly, yes, at the end of the day, it's wrestling. It's predetermined. And now that I'm older and have experienced a lot more, even Jericho says it, the title's just a prop. A lot of people say, oh, Triple H pulled out the golden shovel and buried Booker T. Go back and watch that match, guys, because I tell you what, Triple H might have won. He might have pulled some strings backstage to be able to retain his world heavyweight championship. I don't know. There's always been rumors of that. He put Booker T kind of over. Those two beat the living tar out of each other. And psychologically, when you look at the match, JR made it very clear when Triple H does the the Indian Deathlock about midway through to Booker T, which is a very rarely seen move. He claimed he hadn't seen it in 10 years. I'm inclined to believe. Good old JR. You don't do moves like that to guys you don't respect. You don't do that to guys you're not trying to like make big. That's a big deal. Triple H, the game during his evolution run, pulling out new moves because psychologically he knew he needed something different to give him the win at WrestleMania, which ultimately does give him the win. The Indian Death is applied for quite some time and Triple H does continue the damage on the leg of Booker T. Booker T does pull off his flipping leg drop, which was amazing and I miss seeing all the time. And he got a holy crap chant out of it. So way to go, Booker T. And it was very well put put. put together, Booker T had it won, but classic Ric Flair throws Triple H's foot on the ropes right after the flipping leg drop off the top rope, breaking up the pinfall. And shortly thereafter, Booker T tries to make a run against the ropes and just crumbles due to all the damage his knee has taken. And that's the only opening that the game Triple H needs. Triple H grabs Booker T, hits that pedigree. One, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. Triple H retains the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. And another really hidden gem about this matchup good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler, they were in prime form during this match. They were really going at each other at the commentaries table. You know, the King was being his usual hot take, awful things he would say in self, and JR basically by the end of the match had had enough of it. He like yelled at him, but it was great, folks. And I tell you what, that's another one you need to go back and you should watch that. If you love wrestling, go back and watch it. If you want to be a wrestler, go back and watch it because there are some very important tidbits in that matchup. And I have another tidbit for you. Tune in next week where we'll get another balanced breakfast of professional wrestling when we look at three matchups between Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels. First, from WrestleMania 19. Then we'll take a look at Unforgiven in an Anything Goes match. And then, the main event of the broadcast will be the classic matchup between Chris Jericho and and Shawn Michaels in a ladder match at No Mercy 2008 for the World Heavyweight Championship. Set that calendar. Tune in to Breakfast with Bruiser every Wednesday right here on 89.5 WBRZ.